All right, guys, welcome back to the Assemble Performance Podcast. It's been a while since we've had a podcast. There's been a lot of stuff going on. So I wanted to come on, give you guys an update on where I've been, where the business has been, and then some of the future for this podcast and YouTube channel, and then also probably get into a topic, thinking about talking about performance today, why I'm focusing on performance. If you've been following me over on Instagram, there's been a lot of business growth, and you've kind of seen the marketing evolve. So I want to go over all that. But I hope this 2023 has treated everybody well. It has been, I think, since February, since we put out a podcast, I'll have to check, but it's been a while. So we're back on a regular schedule. This will probably be kind of a quick one today. So let's get into it. So 2023, since the last podcast has been a huge year of growth, huge year business growth. If you're following on IG, you've seen that. If you're not following on IG, Appreciate the follow there. The link will be in the description. Lots of business growth. Got a lot of new clients that we've onboarded and working on brainstorming a lot of training plans and guides that we want to put out. So if you guys are interested in training plans, training guides, ebooks, anything like that, you can send me an email. I'll put that in the description or send me a DM on Instagram. Just let me know, hey, I'd be interested in this. And we'll add it to the list of things that we are experimenting with, uh, looking towards, stuff like that. It takes a while to make a good program because if I want to make a program that, you know, say a 20 year old with no kids and just a job can do as well as like a 35 year old mom with a few kids and a job, right? I have to put a lot of time and effort into explaining things in the training plan and in the guide. Like, hey, this is how you can work around this. This is how you can work around that. Take a lot of things into account because life stressors also impact our training. So it's probably the biggest hurdle is just the time that I have to put into making a solid program because I don't want to put out a shitty program. So just stay tuned. It's coming. I don't know how long it's going to take. I want to make solid programs, but they will be here. They will be out. I will update all of you. If you want to stay up to date on the most recent stuff and not to wait for podcasts to come out, you can join the newsletter. I'll put that link down in the description as well. That's probably the best way to stay up to date is join the newsletter and then Instagram after that because I can put Instagram out every day. We've also had a lot of family growth personally. Currently have a four-month-old son, so that has been fun. It's been an experience. Lots of learning, a uh, new schedule around whatever kind of schedule you can say you have with a newborn infant. Uh, I guess he's not technically a newborn anymore, so that phase went crazy. I didn't realize three months and below is newborn, and then over that is considered an infant, I think, which that time flew by. Everybody says it flies by, but it flew by. But that's been a lot of fun. It's been really cool to see him grow up and start getting his personality. And I'm really excited for being a parent, especially a lot of my friends have kids that are getting a little older now, and they're also huge into fitness. They're coaches or they're just using huge into fitness and seeing their kids like pick it up because kids are sponges. So that's cool. That's cool because this generation has a cool relationship with fitness to model to our kids that our parents and their parents' generation didn't have. So I'm really excited for all that. If you have any parenting advice, send it my way. Uh, or don't, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I don't want that. Okay. Also, I am personally preparing to get out of the Navy in 2024. So that's been a lot of paperwork, a lot of planning, family planning, where we want to live, what we want to do. I'm also evaluating master's programs. And then so that evaluating the programs, evaluating where we want to live evaluating some of the programs have really cool times for you to work with professional or D1 teams. I'm also looking for one that's fairly research heavy because I'd like to maybe get my PhD in the future. So there's a lot to consider there. 
on the GI Bill. So that's not as much of a stressor, but moving the family and then just finding a quality program and applying to them, that's uh, a lot to consider. So been busy in that regard as well. Um, still training hard personally. I've dealing with a left hip injury that I'm not quite sure what it is yet. I've had it before. It went away with some rest, but I am tired of resting it. I've got a physical therapy appointment, try to figure it out. It's getting better, but I'll keep you updated on that if I learn anything. I've always had issues with my IT band, even when I ran in high school. It's not my IT band, but it's the same hip, same leg. So figure that out. I'm training for a powerlifting meet this winter and then some ultras in 2024. Granted, I got to figure this hip out, but that'll be fun. Hybrid goals, hashtag hybrid. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you'll stay updated on all that fun stuff. I already talked about the master's programs. Overall, 2023 has been a really good year, and I'm really excited to get back in the podcast and YouTube game. I stopped because podcasts, YouTube more than podcasts, but both of them just took a lot of time because I want to put out quality uh, content for you guys that helps you guys. I'm in a much better place now figuring out what content I want to put out, uh, my editing workflow. So I'm excited to get back on the podcasts weekly, and then I'm going to slowly integrate once I get back on the podcast and start throwing out some more weekly vlogs, uh, training videos, stuff like that especially because there's a lot of videos that I think would be useful on YouTube for me to send to my clients as I get more and more athletes. There's kind of seen patterns of the same questions that come up. So it'd be helpful for me to have a five, 10 minute video answering a lot of the common questions that I can just send to clients when I onboard them or as questions pop up. Transitioning into where this podcast is going, there's going to be a mix of individual episodes like this where I just cover a topic. I'm going to put out Instagram Q and A's and stuff. So if you have a question, you can either email me at my email in the description, or you can just send it to me to DM or answer a question when I put those up. So it's gonna be a mix of those. And then there's also going to be a mix of me bringing on guests. So I've already got three, four guests scheduled to talk about different things. So that'll be cool. Actually five, because one of the episodes is going to be two guests at a time. So that'll be exciting. Get you guys some new perspectives, information from people and different that coach different types of athletes or that do different types of things. So I've got a few coaches, behavior change coach, a specialist, a couple of coaches that I know, tactical coaches, and then some athletes as well that have done some cool events. So if you guys want to see somebody on the podcast, let me know. Again, Instagram, email, either way that works. And then if you're in the fitness industry and you want to be on a podcast, reach out because I could always use more people to come on the podcast. I'd love to talk to you. So let's do it. Um, I think that's all the admin about where we're going, what we're doing. So I'd like to get into today's topic, which is why focus on performance. If you've been following me on Instagram, you've seen me increase my uh, messaging on this. It's become very important to me as I've worked with more people, talked to more people, trained more myself. I've realized just how important this has been my whole life and putting words to what's been important in my whole training life has been. So this is why my messaging is really on focus on performance. So like, why do we do it? That's what I want to approach in this episode. So the first topic, we have to understand what does it mean to train for performance? So my definition of this is the primary goal of your training is to become better at a task, whether that's running, lifting, obstacle course racing, et cetera. So this is in contrast to training primarily to look a certain way. So when I was coming up through training, I was really looking at some of the tactical athletes and even some of the D1 and professional athletes, and they train for a task. They train to 
elicit an adaptation so that they can perform a task, whether that's a job in the sense of a tactical athlete, like military, fire, law enforcement, or whether that's to play a football game, volleyball, basketball, but they all train for a task. And when I was really coming up in the fitness space, a lot of the content at the time, especially when I was in like high school and stuff was focused on bodybuilding. And that wasn't something that resonated with me. I was training for the military. I was more interested in performance, less interested in how I looked because I looked at all these people that very high performers and most of them did not look like bodybuilders. They looked a little bit what we would consider now more just like normal athletic, athletic physique. But it really didn't resonate me with me all the bodybuilding content. So I really started looking at performance. How do we train for performance first and not worry about our aesthetics first? A lot of social media has made us want to do. That's become more popular with CrossFit. But again, CrossFit was cool, but it wasn't really my scene. So I was trying to find like, where do I fit in here? And that's when I got into hybrid training and so on and so forth. We'll talk about it. But the definition for me, focusing on performance, is that is the primary goal of your training is to become better at a task running, lifting, obstacle, horse racing, et cetera. Now, important to note is just because we're training for performance, it doesn't mean we can't look good. A great quote that a, another coach, a friend of mine told me about, he said, every race car is a show car, but not every show car is a race car. And I thought that was pretty profound as a metaphor. And if you look at D1 athletes or professional athletes, like no one would say that they don't look good. They don't look like a bodybuilder. They don't look like a show car, but they're a race car in metaphorically a race car. And they look great. People watch it every week. They absolutely crush whatever they're doing. So I like that metaphor. And at the end of the, excuse me, at the end of the day, our looks all mainly come down to nutrition with a proper training schedule anyways. So you can train like for performance for an athlete, not doing a bro split. And if your nutrition is dialed in, you're still going to look great. And then no matter how you train, if your nutrition sucks, your aesthetics won't be there really. So why do I think it's important to focus on performance? There's a few reasons. One, I enjoy it. So I think you should do what you enjoy. But two, what is the point of looking good if you feel like shit? A lot of bodybuilders, especially when they're getting down to those lower body fat percentages for their meats, that's not healthy. They feel awful. Ask any bodybuilder who stepped on stage and been ready to step on stage. They feel awful. Their hormones are tanked. Their sex drive is gone. Their emotions are just either dull or everywhere depending on the person it's not a place that i want to be it's not a place that i want to uh, focus on it's not fun like not at all and then also diet culture can create a lot of negative associations with our bodies so i've seen this in a lot of people and even in myself when i was focusing mainly on how i looked you're always picking up on these little flaws borderline sometimes body dysmorphia where you're picking up on these little flaws that you wouldn't notice otherwise in yourself and you're like focused on that last one percent of like if i just lose those last two pounds of body fat i'll finally be happy with how i look and that's just not true you're never going to be happy with how you look not to say that people that focus on physique and aesthetics first all have an unhealthy relationship with their bodies i'm not trying to say that but you are at a higher risk for that and personally that's kind of how i found it to be whereas training for performance i've given myself the space to appreciate my body for what it can do more so than what it looks like and a lot of my athletes agree. They all say mostly the same things. Like, I really appreciate my body for being able to pick up heavy things, to move over long distances. Personally, I've trained for powerlifting and ultra marathon racing. So, like, the ability of my body to do that is really something I appreciate. To be able to, again, lift heavy things, move over a long distance, like, that's not a small task. 
and even working through everyday life is not a small feat. And so learning to be appreciate your body for what it's capable of instead of what it looks like is, I think it's a healthier way to view your body. And I'm going to argue that I'm happier with how I look, even though like I'm happier with how I look focusing on performance than if I was focusing on aesthetics, even if I look the same way. So in the same body, I would be less happy with myself focusing on aesthetics because I'd be picking up on all the little things that I think are wrong with my body which right now I can look at my body and I'm like, dude, my body can do so much awesome shit. Like I really appreciate it for what it does. And it looks great too. I'm happy with how I look. So I think it's a much healthier way to approach how we look and our training doesn't mean that you can't have uh, fat loss. Doesn't mean that if you think you're overweight, you can't have fat loss. I just like to reframe it as if you're trying to lose body fat, right? Most people say body weight. I don't say body weight because body weight is just a metric of how we relate to the world. I like to say body fat because that's what you're trying to do is lose body fat and increase your lean muscle mass to create a more favorable body composition. And then maybe if you're very overweight, some better health outcomes too. So that's not just body weight, but that's going to be body measurements. It's going to be calibers, maybe however you decide to measure that. So when you're in that state though, a lot of people feel very restricted. They're like, I have to restrict what I eat. I have to do all this stuff. I have to increase my uh, exercise to create a bigger calorie deficit. Not that that's not true. That's all true. But I think the mindset can be a little bit more optimized. So the mindset can be instead of I'm going to eat certain things to restrict my calories, you say I'm going to eat certain things to create a healthy, strong body that can handle everything that life throws at it that can do whatever awesome events that you want to do. Maybe you set a goal to run your first 5k first 10k, lift a certain amount of weight on a barbell for the first time in your life or for the first time in a long time. And so you start to instead of thinking, I'm going to take all these things out of my diet, you start to think, okay, I'm going to add in a big salad here, I'm going to add in all this protein throughout the day, because that's going to be what creates a stronger body. And then when you eat more protein, when you eat more leafy greens, when you eat more stuff, you're naturally going to eat less of the other things, or you can be a little mindful of, hey, I'm not going to have this entire bowl of Sour Patch Kids because that's not making me stronger. Instead, I'm going to have a protein shake and a salad with chicken and some healthy fats on it and nuts and dress healthy dressing because that's going to fuel my body to create a healthier body. And then that also goes over into your training. You don't train to burn calories to lose uh, weight. You train to create a strong body. You say, I'm creating strong muscles when I lift, right? I'm creating lean muscle mass that's going to help me, A, be strong, B, move through the world, move my body through the world, and C, age really well. So as I get older and older, I'm not limited by my body. I'm still able to play with my kids, my grandkids, their cousins, like all of this stuff that you want to do to live a full, healthy life. I still want to be able to walk with my spouse outside when I'm 75, 80, stuff like that. And then when you do your cardiovascular training, you're running and cycling, incline treadmill, walking, whatever that is, you say, I'm creating a very metabolically, cardiovascularly healthy human. So I'm not going to die from heart disease. My heart is more able to pump blood, deliver oxygen to my muscles. I'm not going to be limited when I'm older walking up the stairs because I have the lean muscle mass and strength to walk up the stairs. And I have the cardiovascular ability to walk up the stairs or to walk down on the beach or insert daily living activity here that you have to be able to do as you age and as you get older, these things aren't going to limit you. I can go hike with my family. I can take my kids up this mountain, right? Things that maybe you didn't get to do as a child that you want your kids to be able to experience. You don't want your, your body to be the limiter. So yes, you're going to lose body fat and 
as a secondary to that, you're going to lose some body weight, but I'm going to caution you that body weight isn't the only thing. You've probably heard that a lot because as you gain muscle and lose body fat, your weight won't change as much as your body fat percentage because muscle weighs more than fat does. But through that process, if you're overweight, you're going to lose some body fat or if you have more body fat than you want through that process, you'll probably lose some body fat and increase how you, your body composition and how you look, but you're really building a healthier body. And that's the whole point is building a healthier body that can live a longer, healthier, more full life. And again, that's performance. You're Whether you want to run a race, lift a certain amount, or whether you just want to live a great life, you're training for performance because you're training to perform in life. And I think that's just a much healthier way to approach health and fitness in general. I think CrossFit's done a great job of promoting that to the mass market. But I still think that diet culture is very prevalent and nothing wrong with bodybuilding, but most people aren't bodybuilders. Most people just want to look good and live good lives and enjoy their lives. And I don't think bodybuilding diet culture is the way to do it the most healthy way. If you don't agree, I'd be happy to have a conversation about it because I'm happy to always talk, always learn, always learn. And I'd be, I like to talk to people that don't agree with me because it forces me to a, learn more about the other side and B, learn more about what I believe because I have to defend what I believe. I won't be defensive, but you know, you, I have to explain why I believe what I believe and find, provide the research or find research to back up what I believe. So if you don't believe, agree with me, let me know. I'd love to talk about it. Also, another thing about completing events, training for performance is if you set goals of 5Ks, lifting, et cetera, I think these are great for health and everyday life because it helps you build community around some healthy activities, right? If you go to races regularly, if you uh, go to meets regularly or just go to the gym regularly, talk to people, build a community. At the end of the day, the quality of our relationships largely influences the quality of our life. There's been some long-term studies at Harvard that have looked at this, like what correlates with the healthiest, happiest, longest life. And a lot of it is the quality of our relationships. So like, for instance, I go out to the run club. When I go out to local races, I'm always so much more rejuvenated talking to people. I make friends. And it's just a great community to be a part of. And I'm excited to do that with this powerlifting meet too. Just go meet new people. Going to one powerlifting meet probably won't make like long-term last like year-long friendships, but it's one step in the process of getting out of the community. So that's one. And two is completing events builds a snowball effect of wins. So you do one thing and it's like, all right, cool. I said, I did what I said I was going to do and it increases your confidence. And then you move to the next thing and the next thing, and you create the snowball of wins. That's hard to stop. Once you get momentum going, it increases your confidence. It increases your sense of self and identity. You're just like, I am somebody who does what I say I'm going to do. I am somebody who finishes these events, who gets out in the community, who does things that make me uncomfortable. And it starts to really create this momentum. That's really hard to stop once you get it going. And I think that's awesome. You set bigger and bigger challenges then. Okay, cool. Look at this. I did three 5Ks in a row. What if I can do a 10K? Hey, I did a 10K and I hit a PR in the gym. What if I can do a half marathon and keep hitting PRs in the gym? Hey, that was possible. What if I can do a marathon? So on and so on. You don't have to always be getting bigger and bigger goals. Maybe it's, hey, I did a marathon and hit a PR in the gym. What if I can run a faster marathon and keep stay strong in the gym or whatever? And I think that really correlates with our external life too, not just fitness, but if you take it outside of fitness, right? You build that confidence in one area and it spills out to other areas. Like, hey, I used to think this wasn't possible. Now I see it's possible. So what does that mean for the rest of my life? What do, what do I think is not possible for the rest of my life that is actually possible? Where am I self-limited? So I think that those are 
some of the awesome things that come with training for performance. The takeaway for all this, as we kind of come to the end of this shorter episode is this is why at Assemble Performance, we focus and market towards increasing performance because it's what we're passionate about. It's what we think enhances people's lives the most. Um, we, we do have some clients who are focused on losing body fat, but it's still through the lens of increasing performance and like living bigger and healthier, happier lives and not through the lens of restriction. It's through the lens of we're going to increase our health. We're going to set some goals. We're going to meet those goals. We're going to set new goals. We're going to build confidence. And throughout this whole process, we're going to live a fuller, happier, healthier life that brings us more fulfillment and not just focus on fitnesses built to restrict us. So that was really the overview of why I think focusing on performance is very important and why at Assemble Performance, that's what we focus on. If you have more questions, you can send me an email, hit me up on Instagram. Otherwise, we are going to have some really great episodes coming out in the future with some guests. So stay tuned for that. And I will see you guys in the next podcast.